You're listening to Things Get Dark. This episode contains mature subject matter that might not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Things Get Dark. I'm your host, Adrian Johnston. This is the podcast where we talk about things on the darker side of life, like uh, true crime, the supernatural, I think we can get into eventually at some point, Um, urban legends, myths, what have you, creepy stories your grandma told you that gave you nightmares when you were a kid, Um, anything is up for grabs. But this particular episode is a special one, and it kind of goes hand in hand and coincides with our last episode um, with Jason Robbins. Um, It is my absolute honor to introduce my very second guest, my old friend, you know him, you love him, Martin Butler. Hey, everybody. Do you want to go by Martin or Marty? Marty's fine. Yeah, Marty. I prefer Marty. Yeah, I prefer Marty. We go way back. The listeners can call me Martin. Oh, okay. Call me Martin. I just wasn't, I know your professional name back when you were doing comedy uh, was Martin Butler. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. So Marty was a stand-up back back a a few eons back, and he was very funny, very talented. And now he is um, a graphic designer and a very talented one at that, too. So um, how's your day been, Marty? Yeah, it's been all right so far. Uh, you know, I got a free uh, free drink from uh, Taco Bell. Today. From McDonald's. From McDonald's. I got a, a free uh, Diet Mountain Dew from McDonald's. Diet and, Coke. Um, Diet Coke from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty much been my whole day. Yeah, they don't have Diet Mountain Dew at uh, McDonald's. I remember mm. you... Do you like to drink that, don't you? No, I don't. I hate it. Okay. I don't even like diet drinks, to be honest, but thank you. Oh, I appreciate sorry. It. I tried. Hey, no problem. You got a lot on your mind. It's all right. Um, yeah, so today um, today was fun. Did you get I your was, hair done today? No. Does it look like I got my no, hair done? No, you're just kind of rocking the, uh, the, the Polly Paula look or whatever that lady's name Polly is. Polly Perrette? Yeah. Ew, no. Did you do that intentionally? No. Polly Perrette's the woman that played Abby on NCIS, the one that, like, was the goth chick that was brought on to appeal to, like, you know, the younger generation because all the old people just like to watch that show. Yeah, she's the, the, what? She's got a neck tattoo. Change the channel. I know, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, But But her her Twitter is extremely fun to follow because she's insane. Yeah, I know. She's crazy. I love it. Tell me about it. Yeah. Like, no, seriously, tell me about it. Like, what's the craziest shit she's done? She talks about the dreams that she's had. You can say shit. It's oh, okay. fine. You can say shit. <laughs> um, she just talks about crazy dreams. She talks about how she loves bugs. She talks about, um, I mean, just anything. Like, she talks about the food she eats and how excited she is about uh, those little, you know, the packets of applesauce that you mm-hmm. suck out of, like, it's like Capri Sun for applesauce. Uh, she talks about that. I mean, it's 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 very. Hello? Sorry, guys. That's a uh, that's my dog. Oh, okay. That's my neighbor's dog. I've got to go kill. <laughs> oh no! It's very, a little son of Sam. Yeah, no. I was gonna say it. it's yeah. very David Berkowitz. That's very yeah. David Berkowitz of you. Things get dark. What can I say? Hey, things get dark. Yeah. So today we're gonna discuss 
what it was like growing up in the Chicago suburbs. We got your Des Blaines. Yeah. We got your Mount Brosbeck. That's right. We got your Palatine. Palatine. And it's the a last, new, uh, it's the, a new bluesmo- bluesmobile. The latter is where Marty grew up. Did you come of age in Palatine? Oh, God, no. No, I think I was out of there by the time I was eight. Okay. Well, it's like early childhood, so you have, like, I I know yeah. that you had some great stories from that. The early that. formative years in the, oh, absolutely. Yeah, in the northwest uh, suburbs of Chicago in the uh, late 70s and early 80s mm-hmm. when... Uh, when some uh, crazy stuff was popping in, in the, the news, air. right? In the news, yeah. yeah. And I, I was one of these kids who, um, like, my parents probably shouldn't have watched the news around me, but they did mm-hmm. all the time, and that's why I'm kind of a news junkie now. But I also realized that uh, it's part of the reason why I grew up scared shitless of everything. Really? Because they just didn't care. They would just, you know, be news stories about whatever going on. You yeah, know, the five news? people. Like I remember as a kid, there was um. There was this, uh, like, a serial killer in the area. He was a spree killer, really. And his name was Alton Coleman. And it was, like, I don't know, 10 days of terror in, in the Chicagoland area. You're kidding me. Because this okay. guy, like, this guy and, like, his teenage girlfriend or something. Like, it was kind of like a stark weather type thing in a way. Yeah, Badlands. But, yeah, like, they... Uh, they just killed a couple people. They went into Michigan, killed a couple people. They kill her parents, or, or I don't think it was that. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure of the facts, but I I think they committed a few crimes in Chicago, like murders. Came out to Detroit and and uh, committed a murder, and then got caught back in Chicago in the town right next to mine, mm-hmm. in Arlington Heights. When I was growing up in Palatine, and oh, you know I'm probably creepy. like five or six years old and just hearing like daily you about... remember all of that from being five and six yeah that's I've crazy kind of, I've got too good of a memory especially for the trauma wow <laughs> but yeah it was just one of those things just growing up and just remembering all these news stories and especially in that that time and place in in chicago where we had uh you know gentlemen like john wayne gacy <clears throat> yeah we were area. talking about yeah we were discussing like what we were gonna like topics that we we're gonna cover during this episode and uh Marty said he wanted to do uh, John Wayne Gacy and the Rippers, and I was completely unaware of the Chicago Rippers and thought maybe that that was Gacy's band that he had on the weekend. It kind of was. I mean, it sounds yeah. And uh, Pogo and the Rippers. Pogo and the Rippers. <laughs> I, th- I I I think I see. I I that totally. I could see that on a t shirt. I could Pogo see that the, on it. I, you know what? The older <laughs> I get, the more disgusted I am with people who who market and sell. If I were twenty five, I could totally see that on a t shirt. Yeah, I totally understand. I agree. And like, what we're going to get into today, we're going to talk about these people, but we're not going to go into d- too much detail because this isn't that kind of show. If you want to see, you want you know, you can seek that shit out if you want to listen to you know gore and violence and mutilation and things like that but we don't we don't try to delve too deep into that but just how it like personally affects yeah it's more like us and yeah like what personal connection exactly legends that start up around uh crimes that may happen or maybe you know maybe the crimes just sort of fit into legends that were already going on in the neighborhood right because i remember speaking of the rippers we um the in, Chicago Rippers. Yeah, the Chicago Rippers. Yes. In the uh, in the Chicagoland area, like all the parks are kind of part of the park district. Okay. So you know you'd have like different, um, like was it Bussy Woods? I mm-hmm. think was one of, was the big scary one. I think it's pronounced Bussy. Anyone in the Chicagoland it was area? Busey was it? B U S S E. Maybe Busey Woods. Okay. 
however you pronounce it. Okay. But that was always the one that kind of had a legends attached to it, like satanic crimes are going on at night when you're not there and... You know, you're gonna get in there and like get they murdered. would have ceremonies in the dark. Yeah, like like, like shit like that. That when you're you're a kid, you hear this stuff and it terrifies you. You don't want to go out there. And then later on, you find out about you know the Chicago Rippers, and there was a, an actual band, four guys driving around. Not a band, band. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, like you know, more like a band of brothers, like a band of a, satanic brothers. Like it would be funny if like Casey was in a, a dad band on the weekends, and that's like how he he felt like he got his victim. He's like, doing Zeppelin. Check covers. out this awesome bass yeah. solo. Like right, doing covers of like other great. Chica- All right, we're gonna cover a great uh, Chicago band now called the Ides of March. <laughs> this one's called Vehicle. Great God in heaven, I'm your vehicle, baby. <laughs> right, exactly. That's Any- Coco on the skins over there. It's, uh, <laughs> Oh, and they're dressed as clowns as they're on stage. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like Mr. Bungle. Right. Yeah. Because he was a part of, John Wayne Gacy was a part of the JCs. He was very involved in the JCs and did a lot yeah. of charity work. See, I think that clown stuff is just very, very overrated. Like, very, like, talked like, about way too much. Like, being, case. I agree. Like, the, just but I think it, fear. like, it totally played into the whole fact that clowns are scary. Like, yeah. that had a big, like, part in. I never got the clowns. In the okay, popular, the scary thing, I really didn't either. But I mean, I'm also half carny, so. Oh, you are. Yeah, my mom. On your side. mom's side, right? Yeah, yeah. Grew up, so you know, clowns are clowns are like uncles in my family. I had a clown but. at my fifth birthday party, and um, if you go back and watch the home video footage of it, he the the video ends when he's about to show my dad his the pace, rope trick? his pacemaker scar. Oh no, shit! His pacemaker scar. Yeah. <laughs> it was this crusty. No, his name was Rags. Rags. <laughs> That's all. And he was. Excuse me, Mr. Johnston. Can I get paid now? <laughs> and I remember, like, like not not that long ago, I was watching that video with my dad, and he was like, "That guy still owes me money." Is what he said. It was it a, rags took rags money. Rags owes my dad money still. Get from, back here, you son of a bitch! You got fifteen more minutes from like you know thirty two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that? Your seventeenth birthday? <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's I've never had a clown at my birthday, but uh, anyway, getting back to Gacy, the shit that scares me <laughs> yeah. about Gacy was the fact that, like, finding out later in life that, like, my, I think my aunt worked at the drugstore where Gacy got most of his victims no from. No shit. Where did Gacy in live Des in Blaine's? Where did oh Des Blaine's? Okay, yeah, Des Blaine's. Is they it, tore his house down and uh, rebuilt it with a different address. Oh well, I would hope so, but I mean, but everybody yeah, in that town has right. to know, like, it's where one, one two numbers off. And and. For those of you not familiar, because I know he's part of the Mount Rushmore of uh, true crime aficionado serial killers, this man in the late 70s, from 1972 to 1978 in Cook County, um, Illinois, Cook County, Illinois, was he was responsible for up to, th- like, he was convicted of 33 murders, probably committed many more, and, and decided to dispose of the bodies in his crawl space, in his, in his home, um, some of the bodies couldn't have even couldn't be recovered or identified. I think is yeah. that true? Just because of like the way that they were disposed of, like buried inside this something. Crawl I just space. remember again as a child. It's, this is the most terrifying thing to me as a child was, and maybe you remember seeing these on the news. Whenever they'd find like the remains of somebody and they didn't know who that person was, and they would go in a lab and put clay on the skull and build the face of who they think yeah they do a recreation that is the most terrifying like that clay head is Mm -hmm. the i never had nightmares about john wayne gacy i had nightmares about (laughs) those clay heads 
the for a minute, has, I Pogo the Clown the didn't on. make you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Pogo, for getting those ugly people off the streets. That's what I thought. <laughs> oh, my God. I know it's no. horrific. We might have to go back and cover that. No, <laughs> edit that out, Andy. Enough. I'm just kidding. No, we no, don't have to edit that out. You want things to get dark, right? Yeah, let's get dark, let's Marty. Let's get dark. All right, so... One of the things that I recently saw, because I'm constantly watching true crime crap on YouTube and the YouTubes and what have you, Netflix, um, Gacy's uh, clown makeup, going back to the whole clown thing, Pogo the Clown had sharp lines. Mm -hmm. There were two points that came up um, to form his eyes, like triangular Mm -hmm. sharp points, and the sharp points um, going upwards at the corner of his mouth. Anybody that is... Um, a clown aficionado? Yeah, a, a not clown a, historian? Like a, a, anybody that like, you know, is into clowning because you can go to clown college Look and there's you, like Rusty. a whole art to it. Yeah, oh, there's an trust, art. To, oh, I yeah. know everything about it. And do you know how they uh, they copyright their clown makeup? No, I don't. You paint it on an egg. No shit. And these eggs are like interred somewhere in France. No like, way. Big, yeah, there's a big egg clown face museum and that's how you copyright your clown makeup. I don't clown. think Gacy ever did that. I don't think he did either, but like a person of like an expert or something said that you're never ever ever supposed to have sharp lines when you're. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, because it's scary looking, and he was nothing but like triangular, triangular, you know, sharp lines. That's because I got these fat fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes it real hard to get in the old lady's grease paint with these fat fingers. <laughs> you know what? Like the thing is, is he catches a lot of heat for the clown thing. Nobody ever gets on his ass for the Wendy's thing. Dude owned a Wendy's. No, he owned. I thought it was a KFC. Or was it? Was it a Wendy's? It was a Wendy's. It was a Wendy's. Did he meet Dame T- Dave Thomas? I think he did. He also Rosalind he didn't get Carter, to meet. Yeah. yeah, I know he met Rosalind Carter. There's a photo of him floating around on the internet if you want to look it up of G- Gacy shaking the current first lady's hand. The current first lady's uh, Melania the current, Trump. The current then. Oh, that oh. would be good. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I would love that. But yeah, Photoshop, Instagram. All right. Um, but we. I, I want to say, I almost want to look it up and say it was a KFC. I think it was a Wendy's. But I think it was a KFC. We'll have, we'll have to explore. We'll have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, no sense of getting upset. But hey, you know, we remember he was a clown. Nobody right. nobody cares that My he was My rage a, abs- is subsiding. I'm pretty that he sure. Was a, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a KFC. Anyway. A member of uh, <laughs> of, of the fran- fast food franchise yeah, Association was, of America. But he was like good at like he was he was a good employee. Well, he was no Ray Kroc, but uh, he, he was, was no all Ray right. Kroc. But I think it was like no Ray he got Kroc, to me. But you're all right, right? Ray Kroc. See, that's did another you see the legendary founder? North? No, but I know the story because that's another legendary Northwest Chicago story. The the original McDonald's that uh, Ray Kroc took over mm-hmm. right in that area. My mom remembers the first McDonald's that opened in Flint when she was a kid. It was a huge deal. Yeah. It was the biggest deal ever. Do the locomotion on over to it? Stop. He likes to make jokes that my mother was a groupie for Grand Funk Railroad, but she wasn't. She did happen to meet Mark Farner once or twice. I don't know. And I don't want to know. We'll right. just leave it at that, Marty. Well, you want things to get dark, right? <laughs> <laughs> not not like disturbing yeah, we're sort of and getting... gross. <laughs> <laughs> Off track, just two two old buddies rambling. Here, it's all right. You know? I don't mind rambling. We're still we're still sort of on topic. Um, <laughs> I don't think we've lost anybody yet, and if if so, fuck them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so you you obviously remember a lot from your early childhood, and I'm kind of envious it, of that because I don't remember ever being afraid of anything that I've seen on the news. I remember being afraid of like you know the Child's Play trailer. I think yeah. I mentioned that in the last episode, and like just things that were supposed to be scary. But like the news was just always on in the background. It was always something that was on after dinner. Yeah. Um, 
but I don't specifically remember anything about tr- like a crime happening. Obviously, like when I was older, like I remember yeah. big events like the OJ Simpson trial and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I never. I what never... what is the what is the um. What do you remember about the Rippers? Do you know anything like? To be honest, I didn't really know anything about the Rippers. I didn't like, even hear. It just kind of happened. Like, it just it's a story you never hear about. I've until, never uh, heard about this gang of people. Well, you may have because uh, the first time I heard about them was in that book, the the last victim by Jason Moss. If you want to get into that dude, yeah, this point. is a book that Marty let me borrow. Like, I think it was back in like two thousand five or yeah, something like that is when it was published. Yeah, and. It's it's a horribly written book. Horribly written by horribly some, written. some kid who was never going to amount to anything but wanted to... Uh, he wanted to be like an FBI profiler, didn't so he? he said. So I he think said. he just wanted to sleep with John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> I don't think he personally. wanted to sleep. Well, Do you think his he whole... Though? Oh, I finished the story. Well, we got to His whole like M.O., Jason Moss, uh, was that he would write serial killers. But I used to know somebody that did this shit. And, and got, the, the guy was a... I'm getting off topic. Hold uh, hold that thought. Jason Moss wrote to serial killers. This was back when you could write, you know, like famous ones like Ramirez and mm. um, Bundy was already hey, dead at that point. I think, yeah, Manson. Like, yeah, you that know. was a big one. Um, hey, Charlie, how did I join your cult? I'm, I'm pretty sure like, tra- like Charles Manson like bummed out a lot of people because they could no longer be pen pals with him after he died. Same yeah. thing with Ramirez, Richard Ramirez. But anyway, like. He would write to all these people and get these responses back, and he made it into this shitty book that came yeah. out, like, you know. But he did tremendously horrible things to get it. Like, he, he started a correspondence with John Wayne Gacy under the guise that he was, like, a 19-year-old kid who wanted to become an FBI profiler. Of course, I mean, I don't know why you just wouldn't go to school for it, but instead he thought he would, you know, school of hard knocks, write right. some letters and, to John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, and, and played he up lied the about fact. his age. Yeah. Lied about his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like basically tried to seduce John Wayne Gacy in letters <laughs> to the point where poor John Wayne Gacy. Gacy. Yeah. Poor Gacy just totally taken advantage by this guy. <laughs> to the point where Gacy requested Polaroids of him doing sexual things with his younger brother and he complied. He did not. Yes, you don't remember that. I part don't of the remember. Book? I thought like I know he sent him like naked Polaroids, but I don't remember yeah, the brother thing. And then he included thing. his brother in the whole thing. That's too. fucked up. And then and how did he get? How was he able to get this published? Was it published by like some shitty it's publishing? Published company? by Warner Brothers. Oh, I was. Gonna, I thought it was like Feral House or some shit like that. No, Feral House has standards. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they. Feral. If you're, if anybody's familiar, I'm a big fan of Feral House. Rest in peace, Mr. Parfrey. He just passed away this year. The the head guy. Yeah. Editor in chief or yeah, whatever. That man changed my life. If you if you were if you were a sick weirdo kid, not a sick weirdo kid. I'm sorry. If you were interested you were, in things like this podcast, if you were interested in things like this podcast and you didn't have the internet because it was 1992, you would send away for Feral House books that you would see. You would see homicide photos. Yeah, it started and, off with a, a mock press and then it turned into Feral House. Okay. What is? What are some of the things like? Let's let's delve into that oh, for a little uh, bit. What is? I, I remember the a book. Culture books. Is that what you're? Thinking I remember of? a yeah. book that you had horrific. that you specifically said, "Do not look at this because you're never going to be able to unsee it." And yeah. I was like, "Okay," because, and of course, Sandra London. Um, yeah. The Danny, the Danny Rowling, Rowling book. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the book you cannot see that once you read that or the Apocalypse Culture books. I don't know if any of them are still in print. That Danny Rowling book isn't. It you might be able to make some money. Ro- 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 rolling. No, I already looked it up because they had another book called uh, 
the Oklahoma City bombing and the politics of terror, which was like one of the first great conspiracy books I ever bought. Yeah. And they um, they went out of print like instantly because they got sued over it. And I just found this out. I decided to look online and see if it was worth any money. No. Not, not worth a lot, huh? Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Nobody cares about this stuff. It's all mainstream now. You got the Russians telling you. All you know, right. You got the Russians telling you what the conspiracies are. Okay. Well, I mean, it's... I know. We're, like, really off topic. But anyway... <laughs> ah, what topic? I remember... The thing that I do remember about that Jason Moss book, mm-hmm. when he, he gets... Eventually, he gets to meet Gacy in person, and Gacy's, like, all dolled up. Like, he has, like... he's like bro cream in his hair. Yeah, he's got, he's got, like, grease in his hair, and it's, like, not a hair out of place, and... He smells like he talks about like the Don't prison. wait up for me, boys. I got a big date tonight. Yeah. Like he's like he's like straightening his bow tie in the yeah. mirror and shit and he's got flowers. <laughs> like so anyway, um <laughs> You're real He pretty, talked Moss. about his prison cologne, like the way like the sickeningly sweet prison like the cologne yeah. that he wore and all that sort of thing, because it was very obvious he was trying to look his best for this quote unquote nineteen year old. But he went into detail about that what kid kind had a of, hell of a body, though. What that's exactly what I was about to say. He went into he went into detail about how he likes a quote like Gacy prefers uh, younger, like younger build. males with an athletic build oh, and quote unquote you. swimmer's body. Yeah, you look like a damn swimmer. Look at you. <laughs> it's so gross. So yeah, and he tried, and 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 I think like Gacy tried to like sit next to him. Why don't you loosen up? Have a glass of Pruno. <laughs> It's aqua velva. I made it myself. All you gotta do is pour it through a <laughs> pour it through some. You bread. know what the secret is? Moldy bread, <laughs> a loaf of moldy bread that they're gonna throw out. You just you just pour that aqua velva through, and it's it's blue. It's yeah, like just fish a, it out the dumpster, and uh, you're good to go. Gets you nice and buzzed. <laughs> so, um, anyway, that's what I remember about that book. Yeah, um. So who knows? We don't know for sure if Jason Moss ever made love to John Wayne Gacy. I like in to prison. think they did. Yeah, I do too. But we do know how the Jason Moss story ends. Yeah, he. I don't know why, but this, you know. He, well, you read the book, you can figure it out. This kid was. Did he get into drugs and stuff like that? No, he was pretty messed up mentally the whole time. I mean, how how else do you start sending pictures of you having you know sexual touching with your brother to John Wayne Gacy? True. You got to be pretty messed up, but yeah, he ended up uh, ending his life, committing suicide on the auspicious date. Six six six. Yep. Yeah. And my great aunt Fran died that day too. So R.I.P. Aunt Fran. Yeah. So the Chicago Rippers, they were a. Um, Group of four local guys. Yeah, you see him around town. You see him around the head guy's town, name was jobs. the head guy's name was Robin Gecht. Gecht. It was a kind of it's like a throat clearing yeah. noise. Some, yeah, yeah, like he's he's still he's still in prison. Some Midwestern German. and his his three dipshit associates who can shall yeah. remain nameless because it really doesn't matter. Well, the one guy. This is where the uh, the connections to to Gacy pop up. This okay. is why I find the. Uh, the Ripper case kind of interesting because, again, when I was a kid, you hear the rumors, you know, stay out of the park district, all that stuff, mm-hmm, stay out of these mm-hmm. parks, certain parks after night. 
And then uh, you wonder, like, does that have anything to do with it? I believe the Rippers dumped bodies in some of the other park district areas, but I'm not 100% sure. They were usually found outside, yeah, and in, in like, fields and yeah. things like that. that yeah, so I think, well I think the Rippers the kind of played into that whole mythology when I was a kid of, you know, you stay out of the woods. Like, if you go for a walk, you're going to find a dead body. Or like pornography, that. but that's a different childhood story. You already know well, There's that always one. dumpster porn. <laughs> always dumpster porn. Back in the 80s and 90s. Like, 90s. Um, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, so so the 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 the, the crazy thing about the uh, the Chicago Rippers are this was a group of four serial killers led by this Robin G dude. Gecht. Gecht. I don't know if I was pronouncing it right. I don't remember that. From yeah. The, yeah I, but so led by this this dude who at one point worked as a contractor for John Wayne Gacy. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, Robin G worked as a So it <laughs> Robin G Worked as a contractor for Gacy's construction company. Interesting. Because okay. Gacy used to use that drugstore that my aunt worked at to go in there and like post on the board, supposedly look for, you know, contractors, people to come help him. But then when, you know, you got a young, handsome kid, oh, look at this young buck come walking in looking for a job. Swimmer's that body. Gets Gacy. Oh, yeah, you got a, a good swimmer's body. Hey, let me show you my rope trick. Did your aunt know Gacy? Like, did she remember seeing him around or anything? I don't know. I mean, I never really talked about it with her. I mean... Her, her husband, my uncle, looks just like John Wayne Gacy, though. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, but John Wayne my Gacy basically looks like he looks Chicago. like a Chicago guy. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the look. That's the genetic makeup of Chicago. It's just that fat, sausage-eating son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah. Those are all see. my uncles. Those yeah. are all my great uncles on my dad's side. That's my dad. <laughs> like, everybody. How you doing, Lou? Yeah, give me a sweet beef and baptize it. <laughs> I'll take two sweet beefs. Baptize them. Throw them on a bed of fries. <laughs> Meat and potatoes. Yeah. So um, basically, that's the genetic makeup of it. So, yeah. So this guy, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the story is of this guy working as a contractor for Gacy? Who but that is what? a fact. That's, that's not. A fact. Okay. And then the other fact coming out of uh, coming out of Jason Mossum's mouth from the, uh, the, the, the last. I don't know victim. how reputable that asshole was. But, but no, he had pictures in his book is another one of the members of the crew. Okay. Was basically, you know, um, Gacy's right hand man in prison. Uh, the Coco dude. It's got some long Greek name I'm not going to pronounce. but Oh, yeah. It's, Coco Chelio. Um, it's Coco, Coco Chelio. Coco Relia. Relias. Yeah. It's K-O-K-O-R-A-L-E-I-S. His nickname's Coco. Do, do so with that what you will. Yeah, so Coco, like he... There were two Cocos. They were brothers, apparently. Okay, well, the the, the real dumb one. Okay. One of them was, was dumber than the other. All right. One of them was, you know... One of them was executed by lethal injection. That was the other him. one was it Statesville Prison? Because um, that's where they were. I assume so. Andrew Cocorellius. I have a friend of mine who was in Statesville Prison for some bullshit he did when he was like seventeen, and they charged him as an adult, and he spent two years in Statesville wow. Prison for like busting up selling a house. drugs. No, busted up a house. I mean, he caused oh. a lot of damage. He, you know, but it's still you. This guy, I mean, he's a great guy, and you, you kind of. Isn't that, like, one of the worser prisons in the U.S., like, Statesville? Like, I mean, that's where Jason Moss, apparently. Well, that's where Speck, another Chicago guy, got a, got a nice set of tits and was sitting around <laughs> doing blow off of a knife. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, and I remember there was, like, homemade, like there was a video, ma- video yeah. made of it. And it was sent to Bill Curtis, the great Bill the Curtis. The great Bill Curtis. Did I ever tell Mr. you my Bill Curtis story about that? Mr. WGN, Mr. Yeah. American Justice. Mr. You know what he does now? He does... Uh, wait, wait, does don't do- tell me. Does he really? Yeah. 
I'm uh, not to give like, the competition any plug here, but uh, yeah, he did the, he NPR. did a Geico commercial like recently yeah. too. Oh, I love. Bill did Curtis. I ever tell you my Bill Curtis story? I'm sure I did when I was. Working. I wish Bill. Don't you wish Bill Curtis was Can from I Detroit? Finish my Bill Curtis story. I we got Bill Bonds. We don't I need Bill Curtis. I love him, but Bill Bonds is dead. But Bill Bonds left us with so many memories. So anyway, Bill Curtis. Back in the day, this is what 1999, and then that 2000, 2001, somewhere in there when I was working uh, for Jeffrey Figer on his radio show, and I was the producer. All right, let me show. just pick that name up there. Name drop. I was just making a joke. About oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, kidding. I'm should kidding. I say I was working on some complete nobody show, <laughs> and this other big star called in. After that, but yeah, so we're interviewing Bill Curtis, and we were actually talking. Like the funny thing was, is uh, Figer time. Yeah, it was Figer time, and and it, I loved that show. He's a great guy, Jeffrey. I, I love you. You're a good man. But um, we were talking off the air because Bill Curtis was coming on as a guest, and my job as a producer, I would have to call Bill or like set everything up. But I was telling him off the air about the Richard Speck tapes. Like, man, <laughs> you got to see this stuff. It's crazy. And, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I'm in the back and I, I the phone rings. And I pick it up and Bill <laughs> Curtis. Hello, this is Bill Curtis. No Just way. like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's Bill Curtis. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. All that stuff. Investigative reports. All those shows oh, on so A&E. good. Yes. He's the best. American Justice is such a great show. Yeah. And, and I then, and we we put him on the air, and uh, you know him and Jeff are talking about something else, and then Jeff's like, "So, uh, so what about these Richard Speck tapes?" No way. <laughs> he like he producer Marty's over here talking about this guy. He's got boobs now. You got like tapes of this show? I can listen no, to. No, I don't. Oh, but it was it. great. He's just like, "Oh yes, it's great. We've got these tapes. We show all the outtakes at the Christmas party every year." <laughs> <laughs> made a joke. Oh, that's so that was a great. very long way I went for that joke. <laughs> but he that was my Bill Curtis told that joke in my presence. Oh man, so that was my. Bill Curtis. What? What's this show about? What are you talking? What are you ta- What's this show about? Yeah, just, just rambling. This. <laughs> Richard Speck, for those of you who don't know, was uh, a serial killer as well. He was actually he was a mass murderer, and he yeah. committed this horrific crime in Chicago. Like he was just like a drifter, and he ended up in Chicago. Like I think that was career probably, criminal. That was one of those things that I think was like the crime that that uh, yeah we all kind of have that crime. In our lives, that that sticks with us. Mm-hmm. Like the, well, that was know, before. Serial- that was long before right. either one of us. But I'm saying, I think that's 60s. the one. That's the one that's stuck in my mom's mind because my mom's always been a true crime. Oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Too. And I think you know, living in Chicago at that time, and he killed. Like, if you don't it was know, the 1966. Story, yeah, like maybe. If, if you don't know, like the Richard Speck story, he went into. I was just about to tell okay, it. Okay, go ahead and tell <laughs> it. <laughs> he went into a dormitory where a bunch of uh, nursing students lived. And um, ended up murdering all of them. Yeah. After, like, during, over the course of quite some time, it was like, uh, like a few hours. Yeah. yeah. One of them hid under the bed and survived. And... Survived the whole thing. Um, and unfortunately, somebody came home from, like, a date or something, and he yeah. ended up, like, holding her hostage as well. And it's just amazing that I don't think anything like that could be done today. I don't think women are the, as, as compliant as they were in 1966 and not to like i think it's the, the thing is, is i think it's done every day but the, but we don't even hear about it or know You're about it because it's right like about oh, that. no it was a domestic situation some guy but went eight, and i think it was house. like he killed like yeah. eight women or something yeah 
I and mean, they were all together in a room. Like I just, I, I would, I would like to think nothing like that would ever happen again. I'd like to, but then again, yeah. you know, we're seeing a lot of shit happening these days that we didn't think would ever happen again. Yeah, and so you're you, ta- you talk about how you're a news junkie. Like I, I kind of avoid the news. I do now. Ever since a certain yeah. day in November of 2016, I kind of avoid like politics and everything, which is a shame because. I always found it so fascinating. Yeah, but now it's a, it's an idiot sport. It's, it doesn't make any sense. There's no sense. politics in politics anymore. Like, sorry to go off topic again, but I'm watching. We got this local race, right? These yeah. Local races for, I believe, uh, is it uh, Senate from Michigan? Anyway, it's. Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm like Someone's, so ashamed to say who, I don't know. Well, one of our guys is retiring in a in a heavily gerrymandered Democratic district. Like that's that weird sliver that they gave the uh, the Democrats that uh-huh. like runs through all of our neighborhoods but doesn't touch macomb county they um that like heavily gerrymandered district and it's gonna go democratic but the thing that i love is watching the two republicans vying for the uh, race because you got sandy penciler the businessman i don't know if if you've seen these ads andy but they're really funny sandy penciler the (laughs) businessman the dude who does all this commercials you know Walking around factories, he's holding the clipboard. Oh yeah, window. yeah, like, like he's, he's one of the boys. Yeah, like he's, he's an one employee. of the boys. Like, come on, let's put this down. Let's go get a beer. Like he, um, I love those hard hat commercials. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Like he's Sparks actually flying in the telling background. them what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you don't know. And so he's running against this other guy who, uh, you know, is like supposedly a military hero. I don't know. You know, they throw around military hero. He served. He served. Mm-hmm. He did his yeah. job overseas. And yeah. Now he wants to come back and parlay that into a career of civil service. And the thing that I, you know, everything is all about like, like who loves Trump more? Like on the commercials, like I love Trump. This guy said bad shit about Trump. No, you said bad stuff about Trump. And there's like bringing up tapes of people shit talking Trump. I suck Trump's dick. Like it's basically like a dick sucking contest. Yeah, but anyway, so this guy, like it's it's hilarious because they keep showing, (laughs) they keep showing footage of like Sandy Pensler being like, I think Donald Trump's a real asshole. And then they cut like, like he runs a new commercial being like, that was clearly a heavily edited tape. What I said was, <laughs> I think Donald Trump is a real asset. Like, stuff like that. Like, he's, he, like, correcting himself. But uh, the guy he's running against, though, this guy is the dude who cracks me up because I'm watching his ad, and he just ran an ad, did the whole thing. He's like, look at me. I'm, I'm flying jets. You know, I just want to kill terrorists. I just want to make sure no one can get abortions. You know, and I love Trump. And look, man, I hate politics. I don't want to make but sure I love women my ga- country. Yeah, and I want to make sure women and gays are subjugated to, right. the, like, to the best of but my the ability. But the man actually said, I hate politics, but I love my country. So fucking serve your country in a different way. <laughs> exactly. Like, I hate war. You don't see me yeah, going why do you to join run the for military, office, you, you dick. dumb piece of shit. Exactly. Get back dumb over there and keep us safe. Right. You leave this other shit to people who care. Yeah. You found your job. Exactly. And that is, with all due respect to this military hero, you found your job, you do it. Anyway, let's keep things dark. The Rippers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. Um, we should start a band, just call it JW. Well, I was Gacy thinking, like, maybe Rippers. it was like. It was, oh, that would be like It was awesome, like a full like, house thing. Jess, Uncle yeah. Jesse's band was and named the Rippers. the Rippers. I'm thinking, like. The San Francisco Rippers? Yeah, the San Francisco Rippers. Oh, man. Maybe it was, like, inspired by that. Who knows? But. Anyway, um, they were suspected uh, in the disappearances of 18 women, 18 women in 1982 and ni- 1981 and 1982. Yeah, they preyed on basically prostitutes, sex workers. Yeah, yeah. Sex they workers would too. they would abduct women off the street, which is why we need to legalize prostitution. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I think we'll probably see something like that. We don't have to get time. on that topic right now. No. I'm just throwing it on the side. I don't mean to keep throwing you off. Let's hear about these rippers. So we, <laughs> so, and, and they were, they would, and I'm trying, I'm like giggling as I'm saying this, but they would abduct women off the street. Tee-hee. And they would, they had this van, this like burgundy colored van, I guess, that they would drive around in and rape them and like tie them up, torture them. Airbrushing on the side. Though. Oh my god! It was the it was kind of just coming little, out of the seventies. Little of a wolf. Yeah. Hey Coco, um, help me get this blood out the carpet. Right, shag carpet. Just imagine this whole thing shag carpeted. Ugh, and... so gross. Oh, even grosser. Like after like the fifth or sixth one, and all the carpets just matted down in there, <laughs> so and nasty some ladies party. still getting in there. So they 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 just like fifty dollars for all of you. They would take like. Okay. They would take a couple months off, and then they go back and everything. So, like, anyway, these you mind bodies- if I put my shirt down on this stain? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, God. This van is gross. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, ugh. Anyway, um, <laughs> the- they would, they would. Okay, so these bodies would be showing up in the, in the Chicago area, yeah, and it would they would all have the same kind of like wounds on them, and we, I don't want to go into like it's it's really disgusting. Yeah, let's go into detail, but it's a pretty no. standard like it's sexual not, deviant. I don't awful. think it's standard at all. If you want to know all the details, look it up. But they would mutilate women in a very specific way because this Robin Gex guy was had this terrible like paraphe- was it paraphilic. I don't even know what the word is. Where you're attracted to amputees? Yeah, something like that. And it's um, it was ex- extremely, I mean, something that, like like I said, I read a lot and I hear a lot about crime, true crime, stuff like that. And this one, like, was That's another pretty very, disgusting. very personal connection to the case for me. My, my grandmother yeah. was a double amputee. Well, that was because she was diabetic, yes. right? It wasn't because she was... But you abducted, know, or... had she been diabetic a few years further, this whole thing could have been avoided. Oh, years earlier. don't say that. And if there were dating sites and <laughs> no, stop. Oh man, I met the greatest young man at you at uh, Jan's drugstore. <laughs> his name's Robin. He's Robin. real good with his hands. Yeah, yeah. Says he thinks my legs are sexy. <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> So wants to drink champagne out of my prosthetic leg. Exactly. It's not very. That's deep. very sexy. Yeah, that's sexy. Um, victim Angel York was handcuffed, and um, he, this is like just her right breast was slashed, and she was then thrown out of the van. Uh, her description of the people, the perpetrators that did this, that was unable to like uh, produce any leads. How did they get busted? You? They ended up actually like so. This poor woman survives this attack. She, nothing happens. Then, like, a couple of months later, um, in October of 1982, they found a, a victim. Let me see if I can have her name, get her name here. Just um, make one up if you can't. <laughs> yeah, it was Polly Perrette. Yeah, Polly Perrette, NCIS's Abby. So ironic. Um, she solved her own crime. <laughs> so bad. Excuse me here. But her anyway, ghost, so she her was, ghost tried to solve her own crime, but the dog scared her off. She basically um, were, was able to identify them. And that was what led to their the, all four men's arrest. Uh, and she... Those are those knuckleheads who do drywalling up at the drugstore. Exactly. Yeah, they're always hanging around that, that uh, weirdo contractor guy's place. 
So, but anyway, long story short, um, Robin Gecht is still on, he was on death row, but he got his uh, sentence commuted to life. He's serving like six life sentences or something yeah. like that. Um, one well, of, yeah, one of his accomplices, to- like we said before, died of lethal injection. Um, his brother was his younger brother. Um, yeah, they um, or the older brother, excuse me, on the death sentence, death uh, penalty in in Illinois. One of yeah, the, uh, one right. of the past governors declared a moratorium because of the Innocence Project, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, I think that's a great but idea guys too. Like this though, come on. No, they can just like look the other way and shoot him or something, you know. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, it was one of the grosser ones that I've uh, researched. Yeah, and apparently I didn't research this one very well. But no, no, you're fine. There's not much to it. I mean, I think. I I want to try to draw like a picture of like how awesome I thought the Chicago land area was when I was a kid because yeah. I only knew the northwest suburbs where I grew up. Uh-huh. And I didn't even really know the northwest suburbs. I only knew Just uh, for the record, I love Chicago. I only knew the Northwestern Highway, which was like, you know, a little four-lane four-lane road that that went alongside the uh the train mm-hmm. and it went basically from my grandma's house in Niles to my house in Palatine. Mm-hmm. And so you pass through, you know, all the communities, Des Plaines, Mount Prospect, Arlington Heights, all that and it just amazes me that that's the area where all this shit happened. And I mean, when it's... I was a kid it was so magical and it still stands out as like just the magical. epitome. Yeah, the epitome. Like it's it's where my my head goes back to in happier right. times in a lot of ways. Right. It's sort of just classic Americana. Yeah. Like and it just had that look. You're just driving through. You know, Mount Prospect is a small little like downtown area. You drive uh-huh. through. Des Plaines has a small little downtown area, and they both look very similar to the point where I get confused as to which one's which. Mm-hmm. Uh, Des Plaines comes before Mount Prospect if I'm coming from my grandma's house. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just remember as a kid. And at the same time, just sitting in the back seat of the car while we're listening to news talk radio talking about how the Night Stalker out in California has claimed a fifth victim, you know, driving past a movie theater that's that's playing the Rocky Horror Picture and Show, it's like and scaring... everybody's all dressed up. And oh, it scared the shit. Did it no, scare the no, shit out of you? No, that didn't scare me. That? That's what I'm okay. saying. Like that's just the the. That's my childhood that oh. I remember hearing about serial killers. It is a little magical. Looking at like yeah. the weirdos that I was going to grow up to become right, one day. Exactly. Yes. You know, while you hear your parents being like, oh my gosh, they're all on drugs. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Right. I went and I investigated and you were right. They were all on they drugs. They were all on drugs. Yes, absolutely. That's great. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. Just that weird juxtaposition of... Uh, <laughs> everything you know happy memories and then the weird memories that just kind of hang with it but yeah mm-hmm. i remember vividly on one of those drives down northwestern highway back home remember when we went to chicago marty you and i took a trip to chicago Sure, let's talk about that we instead. just talked we talked about oh I, i'm no, sorry no, i thought no, you were fine. done i was just telling a story but go on what no, did we talk about i thought about? you were done no, no, with no, your story no, let's go on what were what? remember how we like we were there and we just quoted the like i quoted the blues brothers the entire time mm-hmm. yeah that was fun that was fun yeah good good times so anyway, so sitting in the back seat of this car, right, driving and looking at these Rocky Horror guys, I just remember vividly hearing, you know, horror stories about the Night Stalker. Yeah. Which was in California, but still, you're a kid driving back to your house at like nine o'clock at night. Well, I wasn't driving. I was too young. But, you know, in the back seat, parents probably thought I was asleep. I like to think of you driving as a five-year-old. And it's like, Adorable. I got to go in the damn house now knowing that there's this man who hides in people's houses and kills them. Yeah, he when cuts they the try screen. To, right, waits for them to lay down and go to bed and then pops out the closet and kills them. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. And then we lived in a house on kind of a main road. We lived right on Palatine Road, which is the main drag through Palatine. 
that's why it's named that way. <laughs> but so we lived right on the main street. And uh, like I, I didn't think about it when I was a kid, but my parents kind of did. And they mentioned it too later on. But my, I, I was on the, the, the bedroom that faced the street. Yeah, and so easily you could have gotten snatched up yeah. in, in the night. And that's the thing I heard about later once we moved to Michigan and they explained everything. Like, look, they could have, like, you see, like, you could have just opened up your window and just sat right on, like, the, the little roof that was over the the patio porch area, mm-hmm. the front porch area, and then climbed down the tree. And someone could have did the same and climbed right back up and got you, like the Night Stalker. Thanks, Mom and Dad. Good night, Marty. Love you. <laughs> Mwah. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right. Well, that about does it for the second episode of Things Get Dark. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Marty, for coming to be well, our guest. Thank you guest. for having me. Anytime. You were a stellar guest. Oh, I hope so. Totally put me at ease. Loved it. Because I'm kind of new to this whole like hosting this podcast yeah. thing, and I appreciate you coming. We'll and let I the hope people we have decide you back. if I was stellar. We'll let the people decide. But as far as I'm concerned, hey. Thank you. A I'll, number I'll, one. Anytime you need me. Um, yes. Thank you so much. Um, I hope to have you back. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, recipes, nuclear codes, anything like that, please feel free to email me at, um, my name's Adrian, at thingsgetdark at gmail.com. Once again, that's thingsgetdark at gmail.com. I said it incorrectly in the first episode, so I hope we can do something to disclaim that. Um, Also, you can follow me on thingsgetdark88 at Twitter. That's thingsgetdark88 at twitter or on twitter 88 was just because uh yeah i know that there's some like creepy meaning behind that Mm -hmm. but eight is my favorite number eight is yeah so why not just eight because i have eight letters in my first name and my last name oh so okay all right 1988 all right was the year year. it was an election year and it wasn't the year i was born but i remember SummerSlam 88 nice all right see you guys next time thanks for listening This has been a production of Hearsay Studios. Wait, what?